When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. However you found us on this Friday, we're glad you did. If you're in the Midwest, we hope you're staying cool. If you're in the Northeast, hope you're staying dry. Got a lot going on here. He's Mike Wells in Indianapolis. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Connecticut, at Randy Scott ESPN. For me on Twitter, he's at Mike Wells NFL on Twitter. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance at ESPN Radio on Twitter and a lot more reaction to the Warriors' fourth title. You can listen to KJM weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Yesterday had the ma- had all the makings for a tremendous sports day in the Boston area. There was a, 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 there was a path, we'll say. There was a path to sports nirvana where you could go to the U.S. Open in Brookline, Mass. During the morning, you had a, an afternoon matinee baseball game at Fenway Park. And then you could go see the Celtics uh, in the NBA Finals at night, and there are a few hardy souls who made that trip, sunburned and probably not entirely sober by the end of the day, but they did it. I don't know how many of that trifecta Kevin Van Valkenburg checked off on his personal sports bingo, his Boston sports bingo yesterday, but he's our ESPN senior writer. He joins us here on Canty and Carlin at K Van Valkenburg, uh, Valken with an A and an E, Berg with a U, uh, joining us. On Twitter, Kevin, I, I listen. We, we, we want to get into golf because I know that you're in Brookline. I know that you're that, that you're covering the event, but I know you're also a basketball guy. And, and he had some opinions on uh, on Twitter about Steph Curry. How do you put into perspective what we saw last night from perhaps the greatest shooter the game's ever seen? I was thinking last night: is he the greatest player ever under six five? Like it, something sort of magic about watching him find space where it doesn't look like there's space you know the the magic between strength and speed and where kind of grace emerges like that's what I've always loved watching about Steph is that he just makes you put a smile on your face like there's just joy that exudes from everything and I I think I don't know I was thinking about last night like obviously a lot of has been written about how he reinvented basketball in a lot of ways and how you know stretched the limits of of the, the court to places where people probably never thought it would go like all the way up to the logo but I just, you know, it, there's something beautiful about a, a perfect arc on a three-point shot. And obviously the three's been around for a long time, but it's almost like he took that to a whole other level and just said that, you know what, this is where the artistry of the game is going to evolve from now. It's just as far away from the basket. You cannot guard me out here. You know, I, I not only the perfect arc, Kevin, but also just a, a perfect shooting form. And you – the follow through and you know, keeping the left hand up there—it's it's, it's such a thing of beauty when you watch guys like Steph Curry and Ray Allen shoot the ball. I'm pretty envious. Like, man, I wish I had a shooting coach like that growing up. Uh, but now it, it, it is definitely fun. You are hanging out at the U.S. Open, so are you tired of hearing questions about the live when you're covering an event like the U.S. Open? I mean, is, is that been a nonstop topic the entire week out there? There's definitely been a lot of live talk this week. Uh, I was in London the week before, so I got a huge dose of the live stuff. You know, I was one of the few American reporters who made the trek over to kind of see it unfold. I think some players are just the ones who are going to live or the ones who are 
want to go but don't want to talk about yet. This is it's like from the world, like you know the day the week to week stuff outside the majors is never going to feel the same again after this you know startup league you know takes so many however many players it's going to go. So I think that you know it's it's our job as journalists to ask, and it's the players' job in some ways to explain like do they actually feel comfortable with this? Are they okay with what the sort of ripple effects are on the, the place that made them a lot of money, the PGA tour and, and the moral implications of going to a place that has essentially really been, you know, held up as a prime example of sports washing. So I think all of that is kind of swirling in the air right now, but I think by the weekend, it'll mostly be about uh, the U S open and crowning a U.S. open champion. And then it'll reboot all over again on Monday or Tuesday when the live, uh, golf announces its next field for the Portland event. We're talking with Kevin Van Valkenburg, our ESPN senior writer, who's there in uh, Brookline, Massachusetts at the Country Club for the U.S. Open. And, and for a while, yeah, listen, it's only one round. to be. You get excited. You sort of daydream about the leaderboard, and you see Rory there, and you see Dustin Johnson there. And I don't know, not, not just two of the game's biggest stars, but also on polar opposite ends of this live versus PGA Tour sort of, I don't you know, WWE versus NWO. Uh uh, battle here, and it would have been nice or, or interesting or made for TV to see them battle it out in the weekend, but it seems like DJ gave a few things back today going three over. When you look at the leaderboard now, almost halfway home, understanding there are still some holes yep. to play, uh, what what stands out to you about some of these names? Well, Colin Morikawa is what stands out to me the most. I mean, Rory is still in it. You know, he's obviously he's only a shot back as we sort of speak, and so you know, still very good chance that uh, he could be the co-leader on the halfway point. But Colin Morikawa, you know, he's he's almost somehow it's remarkable that he's won two majors this early in his career, and he still feels underrated. Uh, he just keeps kind of showing up with you know big moments and big game in in these big tournaments and, and majors. And so I really think like if if Colin Morikawa could win a third major, I mean that's kind of what the projection that we were looking at with Jordan Spieth when he won three before he turned you know twenty five, twenty six. That would be Morikawa all over again. But Morikawa seems like he's almost more consistent. Spieth's kind of a more wild ride of a, a roller coaster up and down all the time. You never know what you're going to get. With Morikawa, it's just the the precision of being able to hit amazing iron shots over and over and over again. So that's kind of what the first thing I would say. And then Scotty Scheffler, the world's number one player, again, like another player who's, who's already awesome but is kind of underrated in a way just because there's so much depth and, and talent around uh, golf right now. So, you know, Scotty started off kind of not so great, but then had a really good round today to sort of get back in the mix. All, like the last three defending champions for majors, uh, Morikawa, John Rahm, and Sky Scheffler are all in the top five. So it's tough to ask for like a better leaderboard like that, especially with Rory lurking there as well. When you look when you look at this leaderboard, uh, Kevin, there's eleven there's eleven uh, players within two shots of uh, Colin of top the leaderboard. Um, some some significant names: John Rahm, you know, says got a Scheffler. You got Rory in the mix. Can you? Is there anybody in that cluster of players right now not named Rory or John or Scotty that say, okay, keep an eye out on him this weekend because he has a chance to potentially sneak up and, and, and win the U.S. Open? Well, you know what would be really fascinating is if Keegan Bradley, who's sitting uh, just at, at two back uh, in the mix and, and really made a run, because Keegan Bradley's from Massachusetts. He's a huge, huge Boston sports fan. 
if you've ever sort of thought about what could there be like a home game for a golfer, you know, usually it would be like a country situation, right? Like Rory playing in Northern Ireland uh, two years ago at the British. Well, I think Keegan Bradley playing at the U.S. Open in Boston and trying to win it in front of all these people, that might be kind of the equivalent in some way. If he's a great driver of the golf ball, he's gotten uh, to be a little bit better putter. Uh, he's also kind of really slow player and very deliberate player. And so the drama would sort of build around every kind of Keegan. It's really fun, I think, to watch. That, you know, Sam Burns, who's like super talented, uh, really hasn't broken through at a major yet, American player from Louisiana. Like, he would be someone who could totally really two good scores in the weekend and, and sneak out of here with us. And then Matt Fitzpatrick, who actually won the U.S. and was played here at the Country Club at Brookline uh, back in, I think, 2014. He also has really just improved so much as a player. I think that he'd be a person who absolutely could sneak up in there and just grind it out, you know, hitting fairways, hitting greens, making a couple bombs. Uh, he has this really weird kind of cross-handed chipping technique that you almost have to see to believe, and so that'd be kind of fun theater, too, to sort of see how that held up over the weekend. All right, Kevin Van Valkenburg, man, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Um, we'll let you get back to uh, get, get back to it. If you need any restaurant recommendations in Brookline there, uh, uh, oh, God, there's Blossom. There's Blossom Bar, Chinese food, best in Brookline, dude. Okay. I don't know if you, I don't know if you awesome. need it. You probably already have Probably already have a ton. Always need it. Yeah, but Blossom Bar is a good time. running file, guys. Every every, every <laughs> recommendation go into the big file. That's the life of a sports writer. I'll hit you up if I ever get to London, man. I know you were just there for that live event, so if I ever get there, I'll I'll, I'll hit you up That's for good. sure. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate it, bud. That's good. You bet. Anytime, guys. All right, back to the NBA when we come back, right? What the Warriors' fourth title in eight years means for a guy who's no longer on the team. It's Mike Wells, Randy Scott, Canton Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
we got a California theme going on today in the uh, music department. We are, last week it was all about, we had Michael Bivens on the show, Randy, and we had the boss and stuff going, Golden State wins, and we shift to the West Side yep. and go West Side, West Coast style, man. We need some EPMD. We need, I mean, we've got a lot of, got a lot of talent out there in the Bay Area, man. We go digital underground if you want, really get after it. That's Mike Wells. I'm Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. He's at Mike Wells NFL on Twitter. I'm at Randy Scott ESPN on Twitter. We're talking about this Golden State Warriors fourth title in eight years. And there's an impact here. We've talked about Clay Thompson and recovery from the ACL tear. And we've talked about Draymond Green getting up there, certainly looking every bit of his of his 30 uh 34 years old, 32 years old, excuse me. Um, we've talked about, obviously, Steph Curry, NBA Finals MVP. We talk about Steve Kerr. It's time to talk about a former Warrior, Mike. Let's talk about the impact this has on Kevin Durant. Because he got his two rings with Golden State. He did so by joining a 73-win team. Doesn't feel like all that long ago, man. Do you remember that? What do you remember, Mike, about that summer, that like free agent pursuit of Kevin Durant where he was taking those meetings and deciding where he was going to play his, his ball? I go even further uh, before that when they lost to Golden State. And what was that? Was that the conference? That was the conference finals when they lost to Golden State, when Oklahoma City lost yeah. to Golden State. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I just when he decided to go to State, go to go to Golden State, I was like, oh, my God. So you, you're taking on that approach of, hey, I can't beat him, so let's just join him. You know, a competitor would have been like, hey, let's run it back again. Let's go, Russ. Let's get them back. Let's Let's knock them off. Instead of you know trying to join forces and get the next dream team out there, I I was not a big fan of it. Props to KD for getting him you know uh, a, a championship and everything, but I was not a big fan of you know going to a team that just knocked you off in the conference finals and kept you from going to the NBA finals. It, it was there was the criticism was very warranted in my opinion of Kevin Durant when he decided to uh, join Steph and company in the Bay Area. Well, when we've been talking about where Steph Curry has ascended on the list of best NBA players ever, um, in February, ESPN put together a list, and Steph Curry was 16th all-time. That's incredible, right? Your top 20 all-time, but he's four spots back of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was 12th all-time. I, I found that interesting, that Kevin Durant, you know, incredible scorer. Steph Curry, incredible scorer. Kevin Durant, two-time NBA champ. At that point, Steph Curry, a three-time. NBA champ and Curry had won one won a title without Kevin Durant Kevin Durant's titles had only come after joining Steph Curry's team I say all that to inform what we're about to hear from Charles Barkley now he's your NBA on TNT analyst he was on get up and he's talking about Kevin Durant with regard to title wins and the leadership that he showed on those teams listen Listen, Kobe Bryant said, I had to win a championship without Shaq. Mm. LeBron James said, I had to win a championship without D-Wade and Chris Bosh. That's the way this thing works. Before KD gets that great respect from all the old heads, he's going to have to win a championship as a guy, as a bus driver. Listen, he joined this, uh, that team had already won a championship, so no disrespect. That's just a fact. The old guys like myself, hey, KD's an all-time hell of a player, but until he is the guy on a championship team, we're not going to ever give him the respect, I mean, that he probably deserves. And that's just the way it is. And like I say, the, the game hasn't changed. Kobe said it. LeBron said it. And so we're going to hold him to the same high standard. Kevin Durant, one of the best players we've ever had. 
But when he's been the leader of a team, when he has to lead a group of men, he has not been able to finish the journey. And that, listen, we're going to, and we're, listen, no disrespect, we're going to always hold that against him. All right, he's hanging fast and loose with we. I'll say that. Like I, I ride with Chuck on a lot of things, but I don't. I don't necessarily need him talking about we and and how we hold things against Kevin Durant and what we hold. I'm not holding this Nets season against Kevin Durant. I'm holding it against the guy who's more interested in standing up for whatever he felt like he was standing up for in Kyrie Irving than playing basketball. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know that the Brooklyn Nets failures fall at Kevin Durant's feet. Is what I'm saying. If I'm Kevin Durant, and listen, I, I I grew up idolizing Charles Barkley. I started shaving my head as a freshman in high school because of Charles Barkley. But when Kevin Durant retires, you're going to say, hey, Chuck, a couple things. Remember this. I got me some championship rings. You don't. Hey, Chuck, you also went down to Houston to play with the Dream, Hakeem Olajuwon down there, yeah. and tried to team up to get you a title. It just did not work out. You were fighting with Scottie Pippen instead of focusing on winning down there in Houston. The reality is, unfortunately for KD, is that now that Steph has won that ring, with actually won two rings without him, people are going to say, hey, they're, Golden State, they did not need you. You were just a bonus to help dominate. But the complete roster was good enough to win a title for the Warriors. Um, so KD is going to have to handle that criticism. And you look at it, anybody who follows him on Twitter, he has no problem clapping back at people who want to try to criticize him right. from, from that standpoint. No problem. No problem at all. I will say this, though. The Golden State Warriors won 73 games and lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right. And then they did add Durant and they ripped off two titles. So I'm not I don't I don't I don't know that I fully buy that Golden State didn't need Kevin Durant. But Golden State had already proven that they were a title. They were a championship winning organization uh, before before Durant glommed on. I think after last night, Okay, we're having a hard time with. Whether we're having a hard time coming to an agreement on whether or not Steph Curry, it's Mike Wells and Randy Scott, by the way, in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, with whether Steph Curry is is in the top ten. I say he is. You're not in. I'm more sure of it than you are. I think I could get you there, but you're 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 you're. you're who do you kick out? It's a, it's a logical argument, and I go right at 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 black. I, I you know I I, I go right at Kobe Bryant. I go right at the Mamba, and you're like oh, you're crazy, and that's where we are. That's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, can we agree that Steph? is ahead of Durant on the all-time list. About time we came eye to eye on something, there Randy. There we go. Man, there maybe, go. There's, maybe there's hope for you and I. <laughs> we, there's, there's hope that we can get there, and we did. We arrived at the food take. You want to talk about we, we'll get to pizza later. There'll be more time to get to pizza. That's fine. Let's, let's keep this going on Durant. Let's keep this going because the NBA title odds actually have Durant right in the vicinity of his former team, and his former teammates. The 2023 NBA title odds, okay, moving forward, the Warriors are the prohibitive favorites, 5-1, to one, okay? They have the shortest odds, best odds. It's actually the worst odds if you're going to bet on it. I don't know why we call it best odds, but 5-1, to one, that's what Caesar Sportsbook says. Celtics are at 6-1, to one, as are the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant right there, right, 6-1. to one. And all that amid a rather uncertain future, both immediate and longer term, for Kyrie Irving. And you got to believe that Kevin Durant's title hopes take a hit, right? If Kyrie Irving is not on that roster, if Kyrie is forced or chooses rather, might be better accurate to miss any time. Beyond that, Bucks at at, at fifteen to two, so you know, call call it seven and a half to one. Suns at eight to one. Clippers at eight to one. Suns have. I I, I wouldn't put money on Phoenix. I, I I think the fact that the Suns, Mike, are such a threat, quote unquote, 
to the Warriors in the Western Conference almost bolsters Golden State's chances to get back because I feel like it's easier in the West. We can dive into that. A reminder here, though, the road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunes are going to go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. You can stream that series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Magic Johnson has Steve Kerr on his Mount Rushmore of NBA head coaches. But sometimes Magic's math isn't always 100% unassailable. We're going to dive into that, also get into what we were just talking about with the road to the NBA Finals maybe being easier in the Western Conference than the East. It's Mike Wells, Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Man, listen, get a little Coolio in here. Come on. Oh, listen, uh-huh. I, I remember uh, Gangster's Paradise, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer in it. it. got me facing, I can't have a normal life. I was raised <laughs> by the street, but I gotta be down with the hood team. <laughs> Too much television watching got me checked. Come on now, I'm trying to remember what's clean and what's not, because you get going in real time, Mike. Yeah, Forget then you slip it. up and say a word that has yep. you and I no longer doing the uh, Can't See Sing the show, Ali Yankovic uh, show. That's Amish Paradise. Amish Paradise, uh-huh. Ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. I'm living like do it. Yeah, all right, Twitter poll. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. man, Randy, I'm telling you, more and more I realize the more we do shows, you got some legit soul in you, man. (laughs) I I appreciate the the tone of surprise in your voice, um, but I'll take it, man. That's high praise. I feel like it's weird, dude. Sometimes you do shows with people as, again, it's it's Mike Wells and Randy Scott in for the guys on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80. Uh, But you do shows with people that – you know, you you cross paths with in person once, sometimes, yeah. twice, you know. Uh, and that's what the pandemic has enabled us to do. We figured out ways to work smarter and not necessarily harder and be able to, to connect voices in different parts of the country. But uh, we, sometimes you are getting to know each other and you're making friends with guys and gals. You know, I got to meet Courtney Cronin, do some shows with her, and she's fantastic. And would you say she's going to get to do some first take here 
right moving forward over the summer coming up yes Good in the for next uh, couple of weeks so big big fan like i mean you know that's like my little sister man but uh, it, it is it is funny like i mean we've all done a number of shows with different people and some people you can kind of you and i clearly enjoy talking about things outside of sports whether it's about food or music and singing and dancing we have no problem quite honestly acting a fool together we're on the show we do we do not embarrass easily no i can tell no that's for sure and so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and pay off the results of the preview poll the weekend preview poll so far all right we asked the question it's on espn radio on the twitter account at espn radio and again it looks like uh we're not all that evenly split. Not all, all of these have been close, and I'm actually on the losing side of this. But which Warriors championship in this current run, this current dynasty, four titles in eight years, which Warriors championship was the most impressive? And, Mike, your vote was for what? I'm going with the most most recent title. The one is not even 24 hours old yet because not many people expected Golden State to be able to do this with uh, – a Clay Thompson who was still who was still not the same, you know, pre torn Achilles, pre torn ACL. A Steph Curry who tired down at times, and people thought it was going to be a Phoenix getting back there or John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies making a run. But no, it was Steph and Clay. This was very impressive on the obstacles they had to overcome to get here and win a title and beat a Boston team that at one point looked like they were the better team in the series. Yeah, I said it was 2015 because I remember. Do you remember? Do you remember that Memphis Grizzlies team? Do you remember how physical they were? That Zebo, Marcus Saul, yeah. Mike Conley was sort of coming into his own. Like that team was a pro. That team had Vince Carter on there, and that I mean that that team was a was a legit problem, and it gave Golden State issues. Memphis was up two games to one before Golden State did what they did to Boston and ripped off three straight wins, and then the rest was elementary. But that was that was a cementing of the of the legitimacy, I think, of the style of basketball that was changing before our eyes. It was guys pulling up from 30 feet. It was guys kicking out from layups for the opportunity, right? The the, the, the opportunity, offensive opportunity uh, for a three-pointer. The idea that missing threes was better than cashing layups over the long run if you had shooters like Golden State did. And so it really did change the way basketball Analytics. was played, right? And researched at the time. You're totally right. So I, I remember that one, but I, I I'm not going to fight you on 2022. I, I think you're I think you're right, and and the results certainly agree. Hey, say, hey, I'm sorry. Can, hey, say, say it again <laughs> one more time. I think my my headphones were acting up. Can I hear it one more time, please, Randy? I think you're right. I Hallelujah. stand by my vote, but I think you're right. Uh, 76.2% of the voters agreeing with Mike Wells and say this title is the most impressive for this current Warriors dynasty. No one voted for 2018. With Kevin Durant, nobody voted for 2017 at 3.2%, and uh, got a couple of votes there for 2015, 20.6% of the vote agreeing with me, but far more people agreeing with Mike. Weekend Preview is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways that you could save. Uh, Magic Johnson said that Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr is on his Mount Rushmore of NBA coaches. This is on Twitter, where Magic is really fun and sometimes obvious, right? Sometimes... Sometimes it's literally like the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. yeah, give me your best Magic Johnson. Give me, give me, give me a statement in a Magic Johnson tweet. You got, you got one. Oh my, yeah. Uh, Mike Wells has ordered pizza, so he yes. will have pizza for dinner. Steph, Steph, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson had to step up in order for the Golden State Warriors to have a chance to win this game. So he says, and, wait, and I, I sometimes I want to tweet back and say Magic. Yeah, yeah. Go out on the limb on that one. <laughs> 
He says that Kerr's on his Mount Rushmore of NBA coaches with Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Red Auerbach, and Greg Popovich. How does that strike you? I did not major in math at Central (laughs) Washington University, Randy, and I'm still not great at math. I'm still, you know, look on your Zoom. I'm holding up a calculator in my office that I still use to calculate things. But is Magic Johnson going to go to um, South Dakota and build another head (laughs) to expand it? There are only four on there currently, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's a fact. But I – it's hard to argue with those coaches. I, I I don't know that anybody is necessarily missing from that slate. It's whether or not Steve Kerr belongs. And it's tough to argue against that because he's got four as a head coach and five as a player. We're talking about a guy with nine rings before them, specifically head coaching-wise. That's who he's going with. I think, man, you want to talk about, you want to talk bumping somebody off? Who do you bump off to get it to four? That's, that's, what, I, that's what I was right? thinking about. How many... How many titles does Pat Riley have as a head coach? It might be Riley. Riley's the one that I was looking at too. That's, Let me yeah, see. That's, I, like I honestly, I mean, I know Pat Riley coached, you know, Magic Johnson with the Lakers, coached Four. the Knicks, coached the Miami Heat. But I'm at the point now where I look at Pat Riley more as a front office executive than I do as a head coach. So with that said, by default, the same way you want to kick Kobe Bryant out the top ten, I'm going to kick Pat Riley. Off of the Mount uh, Rushmore of head coaches, I think I think I would, you know what? I think I'd give Steve Kerr like a really good seat to look at the mountain. I don't know that he'd be on it, dude. Uh, Pat Riley has five, okay, because he has four with the Lakers. Oh, okay, okay, and yeah, one with they have the four Heat. Lakers, one with the Heat, right? Cam Cam corrected me on that. I think Phil is solidified in there. I think Red Auerbach's in there. I think Greg Popovich is in there. Maybe maybe Kerr's not there. Maybe Kerr's not there. Maybe Magic just, you know, we're going to leave him. We're, we're going to leave him close. He'll be in the helicopter okay. ride Cur- Cur- that goes and, by. Um, Cur- Cur- and, um, Curry on the outside. Boom. On the outside. <laughs> we got three and out. Man, try to sneak that in, Mike Wells. We got three and out featuring the worst tattoo ever put on someone's body. It's Canty and Carlin with Mike and Randy in for the guys on the ESPN radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
tremendous performance from Steph Curry. And if you listen to Steph, there was certainly a tinge of wanting to prove some people wrong last night. It means we won. It means we uh, took advantage of the opportunity getting back here. And I mean, I hear all the conversations. I hear all the chatter. We hear all the chatter. At the end of the day, it's about what we do on the floor. Ain't got to talk about it. Just got to go do it. And uh, this one hits different. This one hits different for sure. And it feels like in hitting different, Chris, that this was a championship that Steph Curry needed for his own psyche, so to speak. He needed this to prove to himself what he is in his career. I don't know if he needed it to prove to himself, Carlin, but I think this is the thing that eliminates all doubt when it comes to whether or not he belongs in the conversation to be a top 10 player all time. Like, the finals MVP is the thing that everybody lorded over him, and I, and I want to say our very own Max Kellerman was one of the first people that I heard actually bring it up, but that now is no longer a conversation, and it's not a Fugazi finals MVP because you're talking about Steph Curry averaging 31, 6, and 5, and in the most important game in this series, game four on the road in Boston, Golden State in danger of going down 3-1, Steph Curry drops a 43-point masterpiece on their way to being able to reel off three straight and win the series. So Steph Curry, I mean, you can't say enough about what the guy has meant for Golden State in this series and what he's meant for this championship run and what he's meant for the life of this dynasty over the past eight years. I just think that it was one of those things that people were looking for to pick at with him to win a finals MVP. And while that's a very exclusive club, Steph had already done so much in his career. The the part of this that's most impressive to me, Chris, is that he has been the centerpiece on three different kinds of championship teams. And and that's that's rarefied air. Jordan, I would argue, really did it with two different kinds of teams besides him himself and Pippen. Steph has now done it with really three different supporting cast so to speak in winning these four championships i shouldn't even say supporting when we're talking about kevin durant being the guy that was there no i know but steph curry is the one that drives the engine because he's the guy that sets the culture but carlin when you take a step back and look at the resume that this guy's put together two mvps one is unanimous eight-time all nba two-time scoring champ four-time nba champion and top 75 all time I mean, it's it's a bulletproof resume. I mean, it stacks up with the best of the game. And when you start talking about Hall of Fame consideration, this guy's going to be in that special room in that building. Ask for Digital Underground, man. You're going to get Digital Underground. And Digital Underground gave us Tupac. So yes. let's just let's all let's just keep it in keep it in perspective. You may have to do with the funny nose and the funny voice. Well, yeah, but gave us gave us Hellraiser. Funny. It's Mike Wells. Because I keep things cooking. <laughs> okay. You, you tried to compare me. At Mike <laughs> Wells, NFL on Twitter. <laughs> at Randy Scott ESPN on Twitter. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. That's at ESPN Radio on Twitter. You can also find us on the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Trying to send you to the weekend with a smile here. We got uh, more reaction. Again, if, you, if you're looking for more reaction to the Warriors' fourth title Everything that that means, everything it entails, you listen to KJM weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. For us here on Canty and Carlin, it's time for 3 and Out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best.
way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. All right, uh, Al Horford, mild-mannered, sort of an elder statesman, right, in the NBA right now. He's been productive in these playoffs. His sister, Anna Horford, is a tremendous follow, Mike. You up on Anna Horford on her social media game? I, I am not. Dude, she loves her brother. This is the kind of sister you want. My sister's the same way. Shout out Maggie Scott. She's the same way. She's not happy about the Warriors championship win. She let the Twitter world know. She comes to the aid of her brother a lot. So she said, congrats to the... Bleep. Beep. Uh, yeah, B word. Can I say the A word? I can? I can? All right, to the B word ass warriors. Yes, I'm salty. Yes, it was a SH word loss. Love our guys and love how far we came. Sad for my brother who played an amazing game. Go C's. Mike, you want your sister coming to your aid like that? That publicly? Well, I do I do have a sister because when I who came to my aid when growing up, let's just say she chased a kid when I was living in Germany in third grade. She chased a kid who tried to beat me up in sixth grade with a baseball bat. So listen. Okay. Big Al. Big Al. Yes, you got a great sister. Siblings, they will ride or die with you. That's for sure. That is a, that is a fact. That is a fact. Let's talk about one Celtics fan who maybe could have used his sister or somebody in his life to prevent a massive mistake. Sort of not not someone to come to your aid after the fact, but someone to come to your aid before. Did you see the Celtics fan who <laughs> you're laughing already? Who had the banner, the Boston Celtics 2022 World Champion banner tattoo on his shoulder, like in February or March? I mean, it was maybe April. I don't know, but it was months ago. Did you see that? <laughs> Uh, I hope he had an insurance policy to get it removed or something off of that boy. <laughs> the the way to do it, yeah. How how do you do it? Like, isn't it isn't it multiple sessions? Like, I have a tattoo and it's one session and it hurts for a little bit. Actually, it, it hurts for a little bit, but then it's like maintenance and maintenance is more annoying after the fact. To get them removed, man, I think it's like a bunch of sessions. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't, I don't get why somebody would do something. I, I'm sorry, Randy. Do it. Something that stupid, and I don't mean get a tattoo, but. Get a tattoo proclaiming your favorite team's going to win the, the title well before there, uh, before it happens. That just you, – you wasn't – I mean, I don't know if he was intoxicated or what, but that wasn't very bright of him. Wasn't very bright of him. That's a very kind way. That's a very kind way of looking at it. Uh, he's from – God, where is he from? But his name is Jake Bienvenu, the tattoo uh, uh, Jack kid. Bienvenu. Jack Bienvenu? Yeah. All right, my bad. Why you got a Jake in your life? You're trying to protect? No, I just want to make sure we give proper uh, credentials to this moron. He said, "I'm so confident the Celtics will win it. I'll get a tattoo of the 2022 banner." My friend said, "No, you wouldn't." So I was like, "Screw you guys! I'm getting it done." That sounded. That's a quote in this athletic article. That sounds like something Cartman would say. We are glossing over the fact that he got this tattoo in March. It was March. Okay, I wasn't sure of the exact exact date. All right, so it's March, dude. What uh, what were they doing in March? Because remember, they were a couple games under five hundred in January, so they probably had started ripping off wins. They probably looked unbeatable. Their defense was nasty. Mike, you got any tattoos? Uh, yeah, I mean, I listen. I got tattoos of, of my kids and my mom on me, and yeah. I'll never forget the first time I I got one. I was trying to get it, get my daughter's name on me. He goes, uh. I'm not going to do it if this is a girlfriend, a wife. I was like, no, 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 listen. 
I'm always kids are always gonna be mine, and my mom will always be out, and she'll always be my mom. Beyond that, sorry, nobody else's names, and nothing, uh, nothing idiotic that I'm gonna regret right. tattooed on my body. That's a really, that is a really good point. That is a really good point. Mine is is my mom and uh, and my kids' names. So yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm on the ca- same on the same page, dude. We got the same thing. Uh-huh. I only have one. I only have one. So mine's my uh, mine's an owl. It is a long story. So my mom passed in 2016. I'm convinced she comes back and visits as an owl. Uh, you know, we'll have a we can we we can get a drink. We can talk about it. But the owl's perched on a branch, and the branch the artist did a really good job. The branch is like my kids' names are in script. They're sort of like flowing into the branch. So it's it's my way of having my mom sort of look out for my kids. That's yeah. that's um that, that's how I did it. But it's not a Celtics championship banner tattoo. On the shoulder. I'm sorry. Sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. Bienvenue. All right, Draymond Green, as long as we're talking about fashion and vibes. Draymond wore all black to Game 6 warm-ups, and he said on Twitter it was for a funeral. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't always agree with what Draymond does, but he came in with that mentality of saying, we're going to wrap this up, and we're not banking on having to win a Game 7 back in San Francisco. He's like, we're going to go in and handle our business, and we're going to have a champagne party inside the garden, the garden in Boston. Right. And they're going to have to smell the leftover champagne in the carpet on the floor. Oh, that stale Because champagne. we're celebrating in a house mm-hmm. by winning two of the last three games. I love it, Draymond. Show up, man. Basically, you was like Wesley Snipes in New Jack City showing up in the all black right there. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Uh, yeah, yeah, he came correct. He was a cold-blooded assassin, and it was the end of the Celtics season, so wearing black was appropriate. And who knows, man, they could be right back there. I think Draymond, I think he's a different player. I think we saw it. We'll see if the Celtics are different players on this stage, if they're able to even get back. Mike, I appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. Good luck with your good luck with your pizza. I know you're ordering pizza with the kids. Exactly, Randy. Have a great uh, time next week, brother. Appreciate you, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll report back. It's Mike. It's Randy. It's been Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Spain and Fitz up next.